Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. Great job, Eric. <laughs> I felt like I came in a hair late, but I just I was just enamored by like your notes that you have here. They're so good. You're so organized. I mean, this is so we have Dr. Eric Navi with us today. Um, no, this is how I ha- I do every episode. I have, and you'll probably notice this like inside information, listeners here. I have like a, my <laughs> my show notes, um, but I run through in like pretty pretty strong detail about what I want to talk about, like when I'm typing it out, and it's really just a way for me to like organize my thoughts. But like you'll notice as we talk, like I won't look. It's like they're really useless. It was just like the act. Of getting it down yeah. for me. It's like Quizlet. What's or Quizlet? Like, oh, it's like electronic <laughs> note cards. Oh. When I was in school, I used to like take notes on this thing, Quizlet. Oh. Or like just like index cards. Yeah, yeah. And then like I would never look at them again because right. I wrote it down once so I knew it. Right. Yeah. And that that for me is like like writing down or typing or like when I would study in yeah. school, I would just like sometimes rewrite my notes and that would be a way for me to just memorize pretty much. Yeah. There's yeah. something to it. I know. So yeah, that's how we're going. You have yours on your phone. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Probably I like, not as good because I didn't I, write them by hand. I like to. I like <laughs> to kill trees and print out every single one. That's okay. Maybe someday I'll get an iPad or something. <laughs> Talk to me about your favorite workout, Eric. What have you been doing? Okay. Um, so I had to think really hard about this because my workouts lately have been super boring. I've been oh. doing a lot of strength and conditioning. Okay. I've been getting a lot of my programming from powerlifting because mm-hmm. I really wanted to get stronger this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so my favorite fun workout I recently did uh-huh. was Dance Fix at the Northside Parade. Oh, I saw you. <laughs> oh, I didn't see you physically. I wish that I was there in person, but I saw you featured all over Instagram. Everyone was so happy to see you dancing. I felt like it was like a, it was like a Sasquatch sighting. Yeah. Like everyone's like, oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> no tall guy dancing um (laughs) but yeah we go i go at least once a week do you really go once a week yeah it used to be every wednesday because um heather Britt taught on wednesdays Uh now lorena teaches which is awesome because she's great too um but we may mix it up a little bit because we just love heather i mean she's the og oh yeah but um uh jordan will go a couple times a week and um yeah i go enough just to make sure like i can keep those dances and like yeah keep up because they change the songs out and everything but the north side parade is super fun because that's the one time where the non-dance fix people are like around and get to see it and like i'm in the mix yeah yeah. this is what i've been working on yeah yeah so for the i have a lot of questions here so for the length (laughs) of the parade how long is the parade uh it takes maybe a little over an hour okay so it's kind of like the length of a class time yeah but do you, you have like specific dances that you're doing how many dances do you do throughout the whole parade yeah so in class there's typically 10 and then for the parade this year i think last year too there were four and so they cycle through four four? and they're like the more like fun rhythmic upbeat dances it's not like very contemporary right like some of the deeper choreography that you might get in class but um but it's the actual like choreography that you do in class they don't do like this is our parade route dance that's like actually dumbed it is, down a little bit. it is dumbed down a little okay, because good. in class <laughs> yeah you do more turns and yeah. jumps but because the cart basically keeps moving right. you have to keep moving forward with it so you have to kind of like skip turns or like a jump you may skip okay, and just yeah. take like some steps forward right. to like it's stay improvise and, yeah, a little bit yeah yeah so it's a different twist it's cool what was your favorite dance in the parade oh man um my favorite dance in the parade well here's the problem see okay. like 
I don't listen to all the pop music oh. outside of Dance Fix. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know the name of all the songs. <laughs> I actually don't know the names of any songs. Yeah. I would know like every single word of a song. And if you yeah. ask me who sings it or what it's called, I'm like, I have no idea. But um, there was, out of the four dances, there was one hip hop song that they already actually Favorite. retired from class, but brought it back for the parade. And I like it because it has a lot of jumping in it. Ooh, okay. And I mean, hip hop vibe, it's like right. easier to fit into because right, right. that's what I grew up with. You know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so fun. Yeah. I have been just like mulling over this dance fix thing. And I, I just really want, I said this before, I just really want an instructor to spend like six hours with me and me alone to teach me like the one song that I can just like completely nail. Like I know it perfectly. Like and Napoleon like, dynamite. And that's all we have. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly like Napoleon dynamite. Um, I can't believe you go every week. That's so great. Yeah. It's kind of like our couples time, Yeah, you know, cause our worlds oh. are so different. Jordan's yeah. like in the bounce around group fitness world. Yes. And then I'm more in like the, okay, I'm going to train for a purpose world. Mm -hmm. And it's very much a lot of times training. Like it's not always fun in the act of training, but like you get satisfaction out of the result. Yeah. So um, we just live in these opposite worlds. That's the one spot we come together because it taps into like my music guitar brain. And for her, it taps into her group fitness brain and and she loves dance. So Yeah, 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 yeah. So to your your powerlifting, what has that, what have those workouts looked like for you? Yeah. So, um... So, you know, kind of my back history. This yeah. is the third time on the podcast. Has anyone else been, been on the podcast three times? No, you are you are the most... Uh, Ryan. Ryan. Oh, that doesn't count. Relatives. Yeah. Relatives. <laughs> Relatives. No, out, <laughs> outside of family, you, Eric, are the number one, hold the number one seat. I love it. I yeah. love it. Okay. So I've been in all the roles except for the host. So, yeah, yeah, no, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> I'm maxed out. I'm done after this. Um, no, we'll get to What are we talking somehow. about? Oh yeah. So my deal moving into Queen City Kettlebell mm-hmm. and working in close association with them. Yeah. Um, basically DJ who runs yeah. Queen City Kettlebell, he looks at me walking and he's like, you got no ass and you're skinny when I walked in. That sounds like something like, he would say. Yeah, yeah. The, for the for the limited amount that I know him, it seems yeah. like it would fit in. Yeah. No, not, not in a dick way, no, but no, he's no, more yeah. like, he's yeah. more like, Frank he's like yeah, you know yeah you, I appreciate you need to that. work on this and I appreciate that's that. what you need to do yeah and uh, I was like okay you're right um so let's, How do, we let's do, that? do this yeah. yeah let's start doing this so I basically um use the opportunity to learn better programming mm-hmm. because in my world chiropractors and PTs suck at programming like they're mm-hmm. good at teaching like a few initial corrective movements yeah but then it's like where do you go from here right so like really rehab and training are the same thing. Your body response is the same. It's just different starting points. Mm-hmm. So by him programming for me, it helped me start to figure out like what does periodization really look like and how can I implement that from my side? But as a result, working in the powerlifting world, yeah. I just started lifting heavier than I'd lifted in a long time. Yeah. And it's cool. I just, I went from 215 to 235. Oh my gosh. Since the end of the year. Yeah. So I'm at 235 right now. Wow. And, um, so my training is about to change. If he ever hears this, he's not going to be happy with Uh-oh. it because I have a wedding cut coming up. Oh, yeah. The wedding cut. <laughs> the wedding cut. For sure. For so, sure. It um, has to happen. Yeah, yeah. So yep. um, I'm probably going to try to start up to the cardio, little, less up lifting. Up the cardio. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, and it's easy in summertime because I like to bike and be outside and stuff. Yeah. So. No, totally. But yeah, so it's it's just been an interesting vibe because I'm so used to going to the gym and doing a lot and powerlifting is a lot of times like managing your dosage so you'll go and you're like this is the workout today and uh maybe you'll do like a little bit more or a higher like perceived exertion Mm -hmm. a little more weight than if you're feeling really good yeah but you have like a plan like you're gonna be somewhere in this ballpark and then you're done do you ever walk away my experience sometimes 
with just solely lifting pretty heavy is sometimes you can feel like you walk away and you're like, oh, I feel like I don't even know if I really worked out. But like in the moment when you're like lifting that heavy weight, it's like the hardest thing that you could do, right? You're like, I'm doing yeah. everything I can. But then at the end, you're just kind of like, huh, did I do anything? Do you feel that way? Yeah, it's um, it's weird, huh? Yeah, I think it comes from like how you perceive um, how you perceive the itch needs to be scratched. Mm. So like if you're used to like feeling gassed after a workout right. and doing like more Metcon and like yeah. AMRAP t- style training where you're yeah. circuiting a lot, then you're usually feeling pretty gassed at the end of a workout yeah. from a cardiovascular perspective. But really the idea of powerlifting is to get maximum motor fiber recruitment. So you want to get as many of your nerves and muscles firing together as possible to create change. So makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. if you're lifting heavy, it's like really intense in the moment, but you're not necessarily going to get that high cardio feedback right. or anything like that. Right. Um, especially at those low rep ranges. So it's kind of a different thing. I feel like I've had a lot of workouts like that, but also a lot more neurologic fatigue, like days when like I had a hard couple lifts back to back. And then that day I'm just like, man, I feel like just moving and functioning is just tough. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause my nervous system just is like shot from two days of like really turning it on. Yeah. Even if they're short bursts. So. I don't know if I have recognized that experience. Yeah. If you, if you go heavy for a few weeks and you yeah. haven't done it in a while or ever, like yeah. you'll likely run into it at one point. What It feels just like sluggish. Yeah, it's just like you try to turn it on and it's not there. Mm, or like, I hate that feeling. Yeah, That's yeah. the worst. That's yeah. the feeling I try to avoid <laughs> at all costs. I hate that like low energy feeling. Yeah, and it's you have to manage it. It's the yeah. same idea like in any kind of working out. You have to manage, you know, the type of output that you're that you're doing. Right, so. right, right, right. Okay, so my favorite workout, I was really happy to be talking about this with you because I think that you will appreciate this. So most of my workouts look, you know, uh, scheduled somewhat rigid and like I'm going to a place there's an instructor I'm telling or I'm doing what they tell me to do um, it's scheduled programmed rigid and I like that for the most part and you know I know I'm going to get a good workout when I go and I can kind of control the pace in terms of like am I doing a strength am I doing a mobility am I doing cardio whatever but it's not very often that I will just like do a workout on my own and so in this case even like more so into that I was at a lake recently at my parents um or my friend's parents lake house and we have a friend who's an ex-professional rugby player he's like 6'10 super fit guy so we wake up in the morning and he's like oh I'm gonna swim across the lake for my workout today I I saw your post and I was like oh my gosh, should I do that? And I was like, and I wasn't planning on like doing a workout, right? Because I was like, in my mind, I'm not going to leave to go to an Orange Theory class like 10 minutes away. I want to be with my friends. And I was like, oh, wait, I can like do this as a workout. So it was probably about, I don't know, maybe like 600, 700 meters. We were not, we we weren't doing a really good job of like judging it, but I was really nervous for it. Because I haven't swam in so long and I have like a swimming background and I was like, this is going to be really challenging. I was like, well, the jet, they can come get me on the jet ski if I'm like going to die or whatever. But that was fine. But I can remember like we were like waiting around and Ryan was going to do it with us. So we were like waiting around to start and I was like, we just got to go. Like I'm, I was like actually getting nervous <laughs> about this. Um, so we like started the swim and I felt so good and I felt exactly like. I used to feel swimming like that feeling you get when you're like 
gliding through the water and you're like very in tune with your breath. And I was like, oh my God, this feels amazing. And I was like, my heart rate was jacked up. I felt it like all through my shoulders and my back. And I was like, this is like actually a great workout. And it was so, I guess like spontaneous is probably the word that I'm looking for, but so different than like my typical, like this is what a workout looks like to me. Yeah. So it was fun to do. But I know you'd appreciate that because you're always talking about like the importance of play and yeah, I love that. Just to be able to go into any environment right. or for someone to say like, hey, let's go do something and you're able to just be there and yeah. be on that level. Because I feel like That's I'm normally cool. like, oh, I have to like, this is what I'm Didn't you win this it on too? my calendar. Not that we're counting. Yep. You're yeah. right. <laughs> I did win it. Um, I'm not sure. So our friend Dave, I'm not sure he might have been able to beat me, but he's a really, really good sport. And I think he was hanging back with He's Ryan. six foot ten too. He's six ten. I mean, that's a little bit of an advantage, that totally. wingspan. Totally. Yeah. Um, but he was like, ha- I think he was hanging back with Ryan to like yeah. moral sport because <laughs> Ryan, and he admits this, is a land animal. He <laughs> does not do well in water. He had like oh. every excuse in the world. He's like, I'm sinking. I got water Dude, in my eye. he has eye. like 5% body fat. There's <laughs> no way he's buoyant. <laughs> I know. That's what he said. He said, I kept sinking. I'm like, well, then you have to <laughs> kick your legs and move your arms. I don't know what to tell you. Now, when you did this swim, did you wear goggles? You just stick, stick your head in the water. So I did all of it with my head above water. That's like, crazy. I, I pretty much That's had, way harder. I know. Yeah. I pretty much had like my just my eyes above. And so I would like get in a pattern with my breathing and just be able to like do like deep exhales out with like every yeah. with a turn. Well, if you think about it, I mean, I'm no like expert in swimming, but if your head is above water, right, your body has to angle into the water so oh, yeah. you're not streamlined i had to right? like really think about engaging my core to keep like my legs up so i could like yeah because like the really the power <laughs> i wish you could have seen that move. <laughs> little <laughs> dolphin move <laughs> like flapping my arms behind me for my legs um the you can really get a lot of power from your legs uh most people think like they're yeah. just like trying to use yeah. you know you can get a lot of power from your legs but it was it was more difficult there so i think i really focused on like my shoulders and my back that's but. awesome so what's the next What's the next adventure workout? So I really, I have my summer fitness bucket list, which hopefully by the time this podcast airs, I will have done the swimming portion of my fitness bucket list. But I want to go to Ziegler pool and like lap swim in the morning. Yeah. Which I haven't done since 2011. But I think this was like really spurred my, because it felt really good. And I was like, it's going to feel terrible. Like you haven't, you haven't swam in so long. Like your body just feels like garbage and you can't get a rhythm, but I like got it pretty quick. So I'm excited now. to Yeah. See. It's interesting. You brought this up too, because I've kind of had in the back of my mind for a while that I want to do a half Ironman. Oh yeah. Just because I feel like I'd be good at all of those pieces. I'm not like a super fast runner, but I'm yeah. not slow either. Right. And then I could kill the bike in the swim because yeah. I was like swim club when I was oh, a kid. You and swim stuff. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like one of those things for me where it's like, I'm, I'm pretty good at it as like an average dude. Yes. I, I feel I, like anyone that has any kind of, of swim background at all yeah. already has an advantage over yeah. those type of sports like triathlons, whatever, because that's the hardest part to learn as an adult. Cause it's so much about technique. You can make it so much more efficient and less work for your body. Yeah. If you just like know the technique on how to swim. Yeah. We so, had, um, I went and worked at the Delaware half Ironman last summer. So up in Delaware, in Delaware Ohio. Yeah. yeah. And so it was really cool just to watch it all and just see like, so what is an, an Ironman again? Remind us. So a half is, I forget what the swim is. I think it's a mile. Okay. Something like that. Lot. Yeah. And it's usually some open water. So they have like, a, they had a yes. lake. Yeah. And then, um, it's around 50 something miles bike and, and then a half marathon run. Still a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. 
it's a lot but i don't think i'd want to do the full because the full is like over 100 and with a marathon you end with a marathon after biking over 100 miles so it's just i don't know that's not my ballpark yeah no (laughs) i i know it's not but you need to talk to talk to Susie and anna they're like 50 milers i know they're 100 milers crazy they're wild yeah and she's also kind of breaks the mold because she's got strength too i mean i see her work out at queen city all the time yeah and i mean she's she's a strong girl that can run ultra which is just like the best of both worlds i know um but so i did i worked at this event Mm -hmm. last summer and then in december we went to cancun uh jordan and i Uh and they had these buoys marked where you're allowed to swim to oh yeah and they had rough water the whole time we were there but i made it a goal to like once a day swim out all the way to the buoys and back such a great goal i love that and one day it was really, really scary because it was like you couldn't see the land because the waves got so high. Oh, God, that is terrifying. Yeah. So there's a moment where you're near the buoys and you kind of lose everything. It's like, like, oh, am I swimming straight? Am yeah. I going sideways? Am I going to get the rip truck? Whatever it's yeah. called. So that was probably not Done. smart, but that kind of turned me on to being like, man, I want to practice swimming and yeah. get into a triathlon. That'd be super cool. I know. But, I'm really excited to get into swimming now in the yeah. summer. I'm pumped. Okay, Eric, what do you want to talk about? Um... I know you got something good for us. <laughs> well, I really, I kind of brought up earlier. I wanted to talk about um, the wedding cut because I feel like that is a big thing. It is a huge yeah. thing. There I mean, is there is no one on planet Earth that is more in shape or thinner than a woman that is about to get married. There's <laughs> no one. I don't know about in shape, but thinner definitely. Okay. Well, I was being frailty and I, thinness. I was. <laughs> I was. I was being kind when I yeah. said that. <laughs> So, I could have said yeah. something else, but for sure, there's something about a wedding that just just really gets you going with the less food movement. Yeah. And I didn't know where we're, where I'd go with this, bringing up this topic, but I know that Jordan and I are doing this together, mm-hmm. but we're doing it differently. Do you? I was going to say, do you have like a plan? Is there an actually a well, wedding? You know, cut? I have a plan. Like, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so mine is basically to try to maintain as much strength as I can, still doing my strength workouts, uh-huh. but I'm going to increase cardio and I'm just going to drop how many carbs I'm eating. Cause I'm eating a ton of carbs right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I eat way more than most human beings you just because I'm such a huge, yeah. Uh-huh. So like Jordan and I have two different body types. Right. So like, <laughs> do you know like what an ectomorph yeah, yes. is? Ectomorph yeah, yeah. And endomorph. So and I am that. like the ectomorph side of mesomorph. So, so I'm more of that side. And that's tall and thin. Yeah. So ectomorph is more like you're naturally super slender. Uh-huh. You have like stringy, thinner muscles. Okay. Um, a, smaller frame technically so that's not me okay but um but you burn you can burn yes. it's hard for you to gain yes and i'm more in that category yeah um, and she's you. more of like a mesomorph like mm-hmm. she barely eats yeah you know in my mind from yeah. what i think eating should be <laughs> like if i was if oh, i was yeah. programming food for her yeah. i'd be like you need to eat more yeah, yeah but um she can barely eat and she maintains muscle mass really well yeah and like her body composition is really right. good for right. the little amount that she right. does eat so um she can maintain really well so we both have different strategies that we have to go in order to get like an aesthetic change oh definitely i mean it's it's in really incredible to think about like i I would say ryan and i are probably somewhat similar like he can uh, in my opinion he might argue like eat whatever he wants you know like not that he doesn't watch his diet or that he's like being healthy but he's never like thinking about really like oh I ate too much for him it's like I'm not eating enough (laughs) right like I need to just like keep continuously eating and where I'm like I have like one a weekend like off the rails so to speak a little bit and I'm like gained five pounds you know like it's so crazy and if he 
has maybe had a couple weeks of like indulging or whatever and he'll he'll look in the mirror and be like oh you know maybe i need to now just cut back a little bit or like get back to a place where he was before and within a week he'll be like back to his normal state whereas me i would have to like really cut it would take me like a while like it my body i think it's like my body doesn't change respond like easily or like change quickly yeah if you like like, were to like quote unquote mess up or fall off your yeah then that is when it would change easily yeah for sure (laughs) but other ways it's like it has to be like so diligent of an effort can you go the other way really well like if he wanted to press the gas and be like i'm gonna gain mass and size could he do that if he wanted to I think he probably could if he like put his mind to it. I think his body is just like a freak, you know, <laughs> like one of those that everyone hates really kind of thing. But this, you know, it's it, w- when I was doing my wedding cut, mm-hmm. um, I was super strict and I had like a plan. Do you know Mike Dolce? No. The Do- So he trained or he was like nutritionist for UFC fighters. He helped okay. Ronda Rousey get into oh, shape cool. for her fight. Like he helps people like fighters cut weight safely and like not that they were just like losing it all at once and then going into shock and all that stuff so he had a plan that i was like bought and was like doing wow that's cool it was like i want to say eight weeks i want to say eight weeks no there's like three weeks of one type and then eight weeks of like the rest of the program and it was pretty cool in that like every week you got an emailed and it was like gave you a shopping list. It gave you all the like breakfast, lunch, dinner measurements of each thing. Like it was. Oh, wow. So it, it's everything. Everything. Completely inclusive. Yeah, totally. Um, and you would have the same kind of like meal plan for two weeks and then you would get a new one like after the second week. So you by the end of that second week, you're like, oh, my God, I cannot have another fucking like chicken <laughs> sauteed with uh, coconut aminos. That's like, what it is. It's work. It's you know? so much yeah. work. Yeah. And this was great that it took the the guesswork out of it in terms yeah. of like, if I follow this. Adhere to a process. I yeah. 100% like lose weight like week to week for sure. But it's like, I mean, there's no drinking. Yeah. There's no, I like could not deviate at all from what was on the fucking plan. And like, it just becomes like a, like a total mind fuck. And, and probably like a month before the wedding. I was like at, you know, the lowest weight I had been, which like now is probably, I'm probably like five pounds more than I was oh, at my yeah. lowest That's weight. Not a big difference. But, yeah. but I think like even then it was like, I look back and I just look thin. I don't have like definition. Yeah. I don't look strong. Like I think that that five, five pounds that came after like, th- you know, three years since then um, has been like muscle, but I got to a point probably a month from the wedding and like I was, I was not deviating from the plan at all. And I was like fucking starving. I was mad all the time. And like <laughs> I had a weight and I was not going below it. Like I, I, I was like, that was it. Yeah. I would have to have like cut so much more down probably to like get a lower weight. And I was like, what's the fucking point? Like I'm so miserable. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be miserable no. at your own wedding. And right. Like that, that was yeah. the thing. I was like, this is consuming everything. I just want pictures that my kids can look at one day and be like, oh, dad, you weren't always bald and weren't always fat. You know, like you, you used to look good. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> so, so what your plan is like carb cutting? Yeah. So I'll, um, I do really well going to like high veggies and protein. Mm-hmm. Um, if I cut out, cause now I eat a lot of rice and pasta just cause mm-hmm. I literally need that in order yeah. to stay yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. Um, if I cut that out, it'll just 
start to melt off if I keep doing my oh, workload well, as far as like fitness. Great for you. But I work out a lot. Yeah, I yeah. I know. Lot. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I do too. Yeah, I'm. And have you know what Jordan's plan is for Tan of Attack? Is she <laughs> oh, willing man. to share? Is she I think she stopped eating yesterday and she's not going to eat again until September 1st. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, she'll, she'll, she'll find her I'm way gonna, there. I'm going to like slip her a cookie the next time I see her. I'm like, eat she, this, Jordan. <laughs> I'll, I'll give her this. I'll say this about her and then I'll give her this. She doesn't always have the best process to get to where she wants to go. Yeah. But she's always really stubborn to get where yeah. she wants to go. Right. So, I mean, if it's not working, she'll like yeah. figure it out somehow. I mean, she also looks incredible. So like, she yeah. if say that again please nothing, she needs this tell her jordan <laughs> you don't need this you know it internally you know it but i get it it's yeah. your wedding i yeah. totally get it i i i hope maybe one day we can like get to a place as a society that like there's not this huge pressure around your wedding and like losing a bunch of weight for it but i know we're not there yet and i know i'm not going to be the one to make the change yeah. so I don't know for guys if I feel like there's a lot of pressure for, for women for sure. Yeah, for but women, there's so yeah, much. especially with the dress altering. Yeah, because I mean, when did you alter your dress, and you then when did you get married? You have to like do it. I had like three different fittings, and because yeah. I kept losing weight, they were just like, we're, "This dress <laughs> is not going to fit you." Which like I was not necessarily mad about at that point, but still, it's like, yeah. a well, pain. you know, if you own a suit and you're a guy, I mean, it's not that hard to change a waist size, right? I mean, you can. F- kind of fake it a little bit yeah and if you rent a suit they change automatically they're adjustable yes so yeah. i mean literally no, they're just like... overall in life in general everything <laughs> know, is easier for men easier. Yeah. Are easier. <laughs> okay that's okay we have a, we have a whole a separate <laughs> podcast about that um okay so i want to talk about something that we talked about the last time you were on yeah but i think it's worth re-exploring and i kind of forget and i just had the this recent experience so wrapped up the june jump rope challenge Mm-hmm. And during June, I really let my mobility practice fall to the wayside. So I, at the time, right, that I probably fucking needed it the most, <laughs> I was like really not doing Ramwads like at all. I maybe did like two the whole month. And I that was going from a place before where I was doing it every single night or yeah. doing some kind of like yoga or whatever. And so just really didn't do anything in June. And I would do, I did like a couple, maybe like two or three yoga classes in the month of June. And so after the challenge wrapped up, I went to yoga and it was probably the, and it was, I'll give it this too. It was a a. 6am class. So like in the morning, my mobility is like just fucking garbage. I was so tight. Like I cannot remember a time in recent memory that I was this tight. And it was like through the outside of my hips, Mm -hmm. like my hip flexor, pretty much my whole pelvic region. (laughs) was just like, I couldn't move. I mean, I really felt, and it brought up this emotional response in me of just being like, I'm not doing something right. I'm not doing something for my body. If I'm like this tight and I like can't move comfortably or like put myself in these positions where it's comfortable and I feel like agile, I'm like, I'm doing something wrong. And so it was really this like stuck feeling overall. My mind, my body, everything was just feeling stuck. Well, let me reframe it a little bit. Please. So what what would you want to happen if you were jump roping 10 minutes a day and your pelvis was moving all over the place? Would that be a good thing? No, Eric. No, <laughs> no. You, you made an adaptive change through a process of training. Yeah. So you jump roped every day and you kept a tight 
pelvic region. Like yeah. you kept your core tight, you kept yeah, your back tight, you kept did. your hips tight. And by doing that, you created an adaptation to the skill that you were trying to get better at your goal, which right. is jump rope every day for a month. Right? right. Right. So you didn't do anything bad. You just adapted to the skills that you were practicing. And then once you're done with that and you're like, holy crap, I adapted this way, which is the opposite of the right. mobility you want for yoga or whatever else. Right. Right. Now right. you kind of have to figure out where you want to be. Right. So mobility is goal oriented. When I get a runner in, and mm -hmm. this has actually come up a lot in my practice lately, I've been getting a lot of runners that have super loose hamstring mobility. So okay. they can move all day. Yeah. And lo and behold, they have some kind of issue related to the impact from running or from some other movement they're doing. Uh -huh. But you kind of have to ask the question if you're trying to produce, um, you're trying to do a skill where you need a lot of stiffness, mm -hmm. but you have a lot of mobility mm -hmm. or vice versa. What do you want to do? You have to kind right. of choose. You know, and That's a good um, point. yeah, it's interesting. That makes me feel better, actually. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So you got the outcome that you wanted. Now, if you yeah. had started jump roping and your ankles and your hips and everything fell apart, you know, yeah, my ankles are super tight right now too. <laughs> then, then we could have said like, okay, maybe like we have to do other steps to get you to be able to jump rope. But mm. it's cool that you can just turn it on. You can be like, I'm gonna jump rope ten minutes a day. I don't have a recent history of jump roping, so I can take this huge volume spike yeah. and just adapt to it immediately. Yeah. And go with it. That's actually pretty awesome. That's a good skill to have. Well, but now I have to deal with the repercussions of the challenge. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, now I'm just trying to like also when I wake up in the morning and I take like the first couple steps to the bathroom, my feet hurt. Yeah. Super tight, huh? So tight. Mm -hmm. Is that from jumping? It probably is. It probably is. I also is. think I'm wearing bad shoes, too. You wear heels a lot? Well, yes, I yeah. know that's bad, but I think my yeah. actual workout shoes are bad, too. Yeah, I mean, if your shoes aren't very flexible and they don't allow your foot to adapt to a surface, yeah. then that is also something that's a problem. But a lot of a lot of training shoes have gone the other way, like the Nike Free, yeah. like those bottoms that can I flex through Nikes, the whole I have Nikes, but I don't think that they're flexible enough. Yeah. Because I'm always afraid because the last time I had really flexible sh shoes, mm -hmm. I got plantar fasciitis. Oh, interesting. So now I have PTSD. <laughs> i don't know i gotta come see you we gotta work yeah come out. See i me. really come see i me. really truly what i want you to do is just detach my legs from my body <laughs> completely and put them and like turn them around in their sockets and like get all of that stickiness out and then like put them back where i'll give be. you i'll give you some stuff that you can do at home that is just gonna load you to the end range and you're just gonna get mobility super fast okay but then you gotta remember what you got what are you getting mobility for so I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just don't want that. Um, I don't want that emotional response that I have. Yeah. Of like, I just feel stuck. So it doesn't feel good. So let's just, let's revisit this real quick. So now you're done with jump roping. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're doing these preset type of programs that you go to classes for. Mm -hmm. Um, what do they look like? So over a week, how many times you're doing something that's more of like a mobility practice, like yoga or something that requires you to move a lot. Yeah. Um, versus something more like boot camp or bouncy, yeah. like a cardio kickbox or I would say like, like mobility. I try to do like two times a week of like classes, but then also like my Ramwads incorporating okay. those, which is like, what do you enjoy form. the most? If you could only do one like group fitness class, you're like, this is the thing that I think I respond the best to and I enjoy the most and oh, I get the most out of. It's so hard. You don't have to pick one, but I'm just curious. I would, I would probably say boxing in the in like a cincinnati fitness boxing type of way where it's yeah. like there's like stations like where functional you, fitness mixed with boxing mechanics and yes things like that exactly yeah, cool. and then plus like the coordination of like hand pads like yeah. i love 
like because that like that's gets what the I get from dance fix. It's yeah. like the sequencing. The sequencing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you have to use your brain to like get it, and then you nail it, and it's great. Yeah. And then they want to throw it like at you and you're like, oh right. crap, I got it done. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Super cool. So th- those are the things I'd focus on if you're like, well, I don't really have any like real training goals right now or anything yeah. like that, but I'd focus your mobility to be the best at that stuff. So that stuff, you kind of want stiff ankles. Yeah. Honestly, you got to dance. I know. You okay. Dance well, you're going to give me some, you're going to give yeah. me some stuff to do at home. I'm going to yeah. do it. I'm holding you to this. This is recorded. So you got to come see me. I now. know. I know. Yeah. Oh, I want to. I want to do it. I want to do it. <laughs> Okay, a wild card. All right. Would you rather live a month without access to a cell phone or a month without access to a car? You go first. Yeah. Um, so this one's kind of tough because I like this question. I like Because I love to road bike. So oh, yeah. I could live without the car. Yeah. But social media is a new thing to me. So when I met Jordan, I didn't know like what Instagram was. Oh, I hated God. Facebook. I was like anti, I was the oh, anti-social media guy. Welcome so I was like, to the world. Yeah, I know. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I could live without a phone. I don't need any of this. But now I can't like half my business relies on it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say sure. a solid chunk does. Yeah. No, so, I agree. I hands down would pick yeah. no car. And I'm all, I'm going to like assume that means no access to Ubers either. Yeah, because, anything right, with a no. phone. You have no access to a phone or you have no access to a car. Yeah, I would pick no access to a car. Yeah. I work from home, so like that's easy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I live downtown, so I can walk pretty much wherever I need to go. I'm right by the original method. I'm right by 12th Street Pilates. They have, so like, I How can, are you going to sign up for class? I'll just show up. <laughs> <laughs> There's, well, I can use the, can I use a desktop? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah okay, okay, okay. So yeah, well, we got, we got that You're going to use the phone, yeah. But, the, which is, this is part is really sad. The one thing that I would be missing is access to a good grocery store with like yeah. actual fresh produce. Loaded carries, man. You got to walk <laughs> or you got to get I'll, like a bike with a basket or. Yeah. And, but I, yeah. You could get it delivered from your phone. Yeah. No, I'm still picking no. I'm, yeah, I could get delivered from my phone. I guess you're right. You're yeah, right. No one's picking your avocados for you. Huh? Yeah. But other than that, I would be fine without a car. Yeah. I, I think one. I could live without a car too. Yeah. But the other way would be interesting. It would be interesting to have to network with people without having a phone. I could don't know how they did it. Can you imagine that? No, I would, have like, I would have like 50% less friends than I do now if I didn't have <laughs> a cell phone or Instagram. Yeah. Imagine just trying to get a hold of people what and making you? your day efficient. You had to be like, I'm going to call you at this time. Yeah. So you need to like be, because without, I mean, we think like no cell phones, but just landlines. Yeah. Yeah. Today. You have to be home at this time. I'm going to call you. Today I had How a did gap in my. date? I don't. How did you talk to people? <laughs> you know, I, we, we talked about this the first podcast. Jordan and I connected through Bumble. I know. We knew each other in real life, but we actually connected through Bumble. It's so. crazy, man. That's crazy. Oh, well, Eric, yeah. I so appreciate you coming back on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, where can people check you out? Where can people follow you real quick? Yeah. So my personal Instagram is at Dr. Eric Nabi, E-R-I-K-N-A-B-I. And then uh, my business is Form and Function Movement Lab. And you can find me at FF Movement Lab on Facebook and Instagram. He does all kinds of really cool videos. So you got to check him out. Fun movement videos. Is that what you call them? Movement videos? Movement. Yeah. Movement, movement snacks. <gasps> snacks movement snacks no i just i try to add i try to add value and share the information that every chiropractor pt and strength coach should know and should offer but it's just not all out there so i just try to offer as much value to people as possible and yeah yeah it's great well speaking of snacks we're gonna go talk to someone who likes to eat some snacks and drink some wine
This episode of What the Fit is brought to you by the Original Method Personal Training Studio. It was founded by Sarah Jenkins in 2018 with the intention of creating a space where your fitness and health goals can become a reality. Don't let achieving your goals up to guesswork and lots of unnecessary trial and error. Get a professional. Sarah is an exceptional coach and trainer with over 10 years of experience in the fitness and nutrition industry. Go back and listen to her podcast episode and you'll hear for herself all about her crazy life experiences. Every program she designs is specific to you. She starts by identifying with you, your personal goals and values. Then she constructs a fitness and wellness plan that supports you in achieving those goals. I've heard personal stories from her clients that they didn't lift weight before, they didn't do a box jump. So whether it is a faster mile time, a heavier back squat, general fitness and well-being, or even just learning how to be more mindful, she creates unique and individualized programs for each and every one of her clients to help them build their own definition of health for themselves. The original method is about the pursuit of your best life, not someone else's. The original method has a few different personal training membership and group class options with limited spots. So check out her website, ompersonaltraining.com, or find her on Instagram at The Original Method. And if you're loving What the Fit and want to help contribute to continuing a weekly release of the podcast, please, please, please visit the Patreon page. Link is in the Instagram bio and the show notes. There are three different levels. The first level, which I would be so appreciative of, is $2 a month. The second level is $5 a month. And with that level of contribution, you also get a monthly email from me. That email will contain additional topics we don't get to cover on the podcast, further guest Q&As, challenge updates, and much more. The third level is $10 a month. You'll get the monthly email and a What the Fit hat after two billing cycles. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of our community. My guest today will have you sweating and moving on the bike, then serve you locally sourced seasonal food and a bottle of natural wine. He's a fitness instructor by morning and a staple in the OTR wine and hospitality scene by night. So basically, he's living my dream life. He's been featured in major publications like Food and Wine, Cincinnati Magazine, The Inquirer, and now he can add a coveted spot on What the Fit to his resume. Please welcome Danny Souter. Hello. 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 How are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, my God. Well, now that you gave me this wine. <laughs> so you're ready to talk about this wine. Sure. Um, that Danny, did you refill my... Did you? I gave you a little bit more. Yeah. That was so sneaky. I didn't even <laughs> see you do hey, it. You're probably you know, Sleight of hand just so used to yeah. casually refilling right um okay so really quick sure danny is how do you, do you say co-owner co-founder what do you say what's uh, yeah title? i've when we first opened i was like oh i'm an owner this is great this is everything i've always wanted and now it's i don't know something about that doesn't feel i don't i don't what do you own, how do i you, say co-founder you say co-founder, I say co-founder of the restaurant pleasantry yes an otr fucking great spot and which I didn't even know this. So I met Danny at a natural wine event, which we're going to like dive into all the stuff about natural wine. But I didn't know that you also were a fitness instructor. So you were like totally yes. pairing both of the worlds that I love so much, eating mm-hmm. and drinking and working out <laughs> <laughs> together. So we're going to dive into all of that. But I really, we need to talk about the wine first because sure. as soon as Danny gave me a glass of this wine and I had a sip, I was like, Oh, this is what I've been wanting all day in a very non-alcoholic type of uh, sentiment. <laughs> but it's Monday, and I didn't drink at all on Sunday. Hey. 
And I told myself I wasn't going to because I wanted to have a good productive Monday. And I did. And now I'm going to have some rosé. So tell us about this rosé. Perfect. Yeah. So this is from an Austrian producer called Gudegau. And it's a husband and wife. Um, really, uh, they're really well-respected people in the natural wine scene. Uh, we just got their wines into Ohio um, a little over a month ago. And oh, it was wow. something that we were all pretty jazzed about. So this is like a What the Fit exclusive wine tasting yeah. right now. So these are super highly allocated. Like we got 18 bottles of this Shit. wine allocated to us. Um Probably, I don't know exactly, like six to seven cases, 10 cases maybe came into the market. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it's uh, what we call zero, zero. There is nothing added to this one. There's no sulfur. There's no chemicals. There's nothing removed. Um, yeah, it's a rosé. It drinks like a really light red. It's almost got a little spritz to it. It's a blend of two indigenous Austrian varieties, Blaufränkisch and Zweigelt. It's really and good. And it's great and low alcohol and super acidic and it's like everything very I want. easy drinking. Yeah, it just it's makes you want really, more. It truly it does. Yeah. Um, it's great. But the label too is super cool. It has like a drawing of a woman and the concept behind it's pretty neat. Yeah, Look. so they are uh, all their labels are faces and those faces are characters that are the character of the wine that tell the personality of the wine in the bottle so it's pretty cool so what would winifred's personality be so they have a little thing oh like here. Thing about her? um so it says at last winifred is back they didn't make it in 2016 it's because of being a natural land wine. Yeah, yeah because i mean if it's super hot or there's a lot of water or there's a frost yeah. which they have to worry about they don't make the wine right they can't manipulate it they can't stretch it out right um, so at last Winifred is back in 2016, she shared the limelight with Josephine. Basically they didn't have a lot, so they oh, blended two grapes got it. or two wines, um, united in Gudegau Rosé. In 2017, it's time for her to shine solo again. Suntanned, bright and vivacious with oh. depth and complexity beneath a glass of Winifred could change your life. Oh my gosh. I think that that is about me. Yeah. So <laughs> That's that so is Winifred. Of me to say. <laughs> um, but this is like such a great idea to do for wine. I'm surprised mm-hmm. no one else has done this before. Like make the wine characters. That's great. Right. Then it's, you get like the like you want to be behind a character. Yeah, you see the bottle and you're like, ooh, I want that. Like yeah. it has. Right. It has like a I am Winifred. Right. I am the rosé. That is you. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. We both have short hair. At least mm-hmm. that's one. That's one thing. Uh, okay. I'm also just going to acknowledge it is really hot in here. It's a little steamy. We're just going to be sitting here sweating. That's fine. We're in a drink, basement. And drinking rosé. 90 degrees outside <laughs> and humid. So. Perfect. Well, cheers to that. Cheers. <laughs> okay, Danny, where do you want to start? Because there are so many different things we can talk about. We can talk about pleasantry. We can talk about natural wine. We can talk about your fitness journey and how you're an instructor at Define, which I do want to talk about sure. all of those things. But when you think about like the story of your life or the story mm-hmm. that you tell yourself, I'm sure it's all woven together, right? Yeah, so, in a sense. So I, maybe you're going to be best to like direct how you present it sure. and how it like all it makes sense for you. Sure. Um, yeah, we can kind of like oh, we'll jump interweave around. it yeah. all. Uh, I mean, growing up, I was really active, mm-hmm. played sports my whole life. Um, what sports did you play? So I played them all. I started to focus on basketball mm. exclusively, like around seventh grade. Okay. Um, and you then, were already tall then by seventh grade? Uh, yeah, tall in everyday life, not really tall in basketball oh. sense. <laughs> um, well, for seventh graders, how tall can you be? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so I played for a couple years in high school. Um, and then, as I say, I was forced into an early retirement my mm. junior year. So I did not make the varsity team. Oh, my junior year at St. X, um, 
it was a time when St. X basketball was a lot more competitive. St. X, step it up. Yeah, they, come on, bombers. Yeah, you can be <laughs> insanely great in football and swimming, and you can't field a competitive right. basketball team. What's going on? So, anyway, um, and I was also a little burnout. I saw the writing on the wall being 6'2", mm. white. Yeah. Like, not. there's not a lot of place you for me. You have a ceiling. There's yeah. not a lot of place for me. <laughs> but it was also, like, there was a lot better people yeah. than yeah, me. Yeah. I, my peak, as I tell people and my friends, like to probably, like, in fifth or sixth grade, oh, was, like, one of my peak. You're one of those. Athletic prowess. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, you're still young at that point. So, I was still active, but I just wasn't playing you know, organized sports right. in a sense. And then college came mm-hmm. and, and, Miami, and so I went to Miami. For you. That's yeah. why we're friends. And, um, <laughs> with that came a lot of non-activity for me, uh-huh. um, or activity in a different form. Very much. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed partying. I enjoyed, did you enjoy late night eating with a Jersey on, on a porch? Exactly. <laughs> All these things, it's late like, night eating, that's what um, my having looked like. a, card that had money on it that you could just go swipe places like so um more or less it caught up to me Mm -hmm. uh to the point where at my peak i remember getting uh pictures back because we had to get developed pictures back then oh yeah wait did you this is so this was 2003 2004 so there was no facebook even no yeah facebook started in like 2005 five six yeah yeah, that's when i got on yeah Mm -hmm. um so I got these pictures developed from like our Your formal in um, Gatlinburg, okay. our fraternity formal. Yes. And I got them back and I was like, I can't look at myself. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I, so I was at my peak, I was like 228 pounds, okay. which is okay. about 40, 45 pounds heavier than I am right now. Okay. Okay. And I so that picture. started, I was like, oh God. So mm-hmm. I changed some things about mm-hmm. how i ate yeah and uh, that was when i first started like going no carb and that was a very big f- phase back then yeah not that it isn't anymore right um and so i like lost a little bit of weight whatever yeah fast forward to uh probably like age 24 25 okay. so you're graduated now where are you living uh, i did not graduate oh well. i was there for four and a half years but did not graduate <laughs> <laughs> so I matter. left Miami. This is, I left Miami to. Uh, I thought I was going to be a professional poker player. Okay. So I did that okay. for a little bit in Vegas. Uh, no, I never went out there at the on time. On the internet? Yeah, no, nah, a little bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but also like live at. There were the boats at the time. Oh. And uh, did that, and it went really well. You really thought this is my life? I'm going to be a yeah. professional poker player. It was player. the poker boom too, so it was on TV all the time. I can kind of remember this. And it was, uh, I did really well. And then I didn't. Yeah, that's what happens. And it happened quickly. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, I need to find a job. Mm -hmm. And at that, like, I bartended in college. Uh And so I was like, I need cash. So I started serving tables. Uh And uh, so where are you? So this was at um, Bronte Bistro. It's in Joseph Beth Booksellers. Oh, yeah. Is where I started the one in uh, Rookwood. Okay. And so I like, Got into management there yeah, and just kind of fell into that. And at this time, I was like really actively working out a mm-hmm. lot. Um, just got back into it. And this was just going to like LA Fitness. Right. Um, like box gyms were like yeah. what you did. Yeah. yeah. We're like lifting, doing some cardio. Yes. Doing more cardio than lifting. Mm. Um, and so that all happened. I moved around to different cities with them, mm-hmm. um, came back. And then that's about the time that I started to really focus on wine. 
Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine was going through culinary school, a girl I worked with, mm-hmm. and she took these, she took the intro to a master some court of sommeliers their first test okay and she was like i think you'd really enjoy it and i was like oh, i don't really know anything about wine what other is like than the like, first test like so uh so she was like you should do it and i was like oh all right so i signed up and i was waitlisted you just signed to up this being test. like oh, yeah I and i was like it. okay like i'll study so the first test is really it's just theory it's book knowledge okay and i was like i can, you can memorize learn. yeah yeah um so I got waitlisted and I kind of like put it on the back burner and mm-hmm. it was in Chicago and then I got accepted. And when you get accepted, they like charge your credit card right away. And so you like, you're, you're in. in unless you want to pitch that money away. Yeah. So I had like three and a half, four weeks to kind of like really prep for it. So I like intensely studied for it, went and take it, took it in Chicago. Um, that seems crazy that you're like, don't, you're not doing anything with wine really. Yeah. Like it was literally just like, I'm interested in wine. Right. And then you have to take a test. In yeah. And weeks. like, it's like anyone could take this test if they like you can study a book and learn it and while you're there you're taking this test it's two days and you go through what they call the deductive tasting method um and that's basically how to learn how to blind taste how to tell what a wine is by smelling tasting seeing i can't even like identify it's like like anything though it's like it's it's learned yeah um so and Did you, you but, think you had a natural aptitude for it though? in a way like okay. i always enjoyed food and wine yeah i just never like focused on it i was more right. food focused yeah um so took that test passed it and then i was like all right like this is what i want to do i always enjoyed management i enjoyed like leading in mm-hmm. a way um but i was like i need to focus i want to like differentiate myself in a mm-hmm. way so that became that um at that same time, like right around that time, I had surgery on my knee. Um, so I had, I basically had like a trick knee. My knee would give out at just, random times. Ugh. It wouldn't hurt. It would just give out. Okay. And basically if I was like dangerous. standing still, I want to pivot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so I went, I had surgery and basically a piece of my kneecap was chipped off just from like years of wear and tear. Mm-hmm. So they put screws in my knee to put it back into place. Oh so I was like off my feet for six weeks. And then once I got back on my feet and got back to working and everything, I wanted to do continue working mm-hmm. out, being active, but I wanted something low impact. Oh, so yeah. I've never really ran. I did it, but I didn't, I don't love it. Yeah, I don't same. love the pounding on the pavement. Yeah. And I was like, really didn't want to do it then. Mm-hmm. So um, that's when I got into spinning. So mm-hmm. I picked that up mm-hmm. um, at LA Fitness. And this was in Chicago. No, this so was here. You're back. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was just went up there to take a test. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So still this, lived here. The LA Fitness is like the one in Oakley. Uh, yeah. So there was okay. one at, like, in right near Rookwood, right yes. at the corner right with the speedway. Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Right there. So that was LA. Then it was Urban Active. Right. Then it was right. LA. Okay. So yes. yeah. Yes. I know so and then yes, in Oakley is where I kind of really started taking those classes mm-hmm. and just really enjoyed it. Um, and then. Do you remember who your instructor was? Do you know if they're still around? I think one is a girl named Rory who teaches oh, at, at Cycle Bar. Cycle Bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've and taking... she was actually I really enjoyed hers. And yeah. she would there was a there was an LA fitness at, in Kenwood in that like failed experiment. It's now actually a thing, but the thing where uh it's like where? off of the oh, mall yes. where Mitchell's yes, and Creighton yes, Barrow is yes. there was an LA fitness in right. there. There's there was also a whole now scandal a cycle bar about there. there. Yeah. Yeah. And a crunch. Um, yeah. So I would follow her to like there to Oakley just because yeah. I really enjoyed her classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd always thought I was like, man, I wonder if I could like 
be an instructor in this. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like, I just want to do it to get free classes and like to force myself to do something like yeah, that. Yeah. But I never actively pursued it or anything. Yeah. Um, so at the same time of that is when I started working um, at 1215 mm-hmm. um, Wine Bar and Coffee yep. Lab yep. on Vine Street. And that is where uh, Joanna Argus, Joanna Kirkendall now, yeah. is the owner. Um, and she, uh, so I started working for her as mm-hmm. like the wine director, the wine buyer, doing all that. And that's when I, like my first real hands-on experience with curating a list mm-hmm. and curating a program cool. and having my touch on that. Yeah. Um, and we just had like a very natural. How old are you? I am 35. No, I mean like at that time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 29. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. 29? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was about that's, six years that's ago. That's young, I think. Yeah. I Be mean, doing like you're curating the wine and like having your own touch yeah. on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. Continue. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Joanna and I just had like an instant relationship mm-hmm. right from when she went to Earthline. Yeah. She's a few years older than me. And we really... And within our first conversation, we're like, I'm sure we hung out together yeah. at some point. One of those like fast friends. Mount things. Lookout Square yeah, yeah, in yeah. the past where we didn't because she is friends with uh, some of my good friends, like older brothers. Mm-hmm. And we hung out it's all in the Cincinnati. same crew. Exactly. Everyone knows everyone. Exactly. So um started working with her. Um, I left 1215, like mm-hmm. six months after I started okay. to go work for a chef who I'd worked with before who really quickly he we were at this restaurant enotech amelia uh-huh. that's now oh. ethan english yeah and that restaurant was awesome when it first yeah. opened and yeah. it was like hopping like over the rhine was not over the rhine right. at right, that right, time right. like it was a tavola and bakersfield yep or not exactly. even bakersfield wasn't no, it? I, it was like I a tavola and senate remember and yes and yes oh my <laughs> god i forgot about right. and then there was the drinkery and japs the end and that's it that was it yeah. And fucking Japs only played <laughs> Shout every single night. <laughs> it's just not enough. Not yeah. enough for me. So I basically, this chef left Enotech Amia to open yeah. his own restaurant. It never ended up happening, but I left with him because mm-hmm. he was like, hey, I want you to come run this restaurant for yeah. me. It never ended up happening. Like funding, money fell through, yeah. things like that. Yeah. So um, that's when I. Shortly after that, I started working for Joanna. Mm-hmm. And then about six months later, he was reopening the restaurant in the Phoenix, uh, the uh-huh. president's room, which yes. is now also not there. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, look, I want to see this through. Mm-hmm. Went and worked for him. And uh, it wasn't too long. It was probably like another six months. It sounds like I'm hopping yeah. from place to place a lot. Yeah. But <laughs> well, As a recruiter, if I was looking at your resume, <laughs> I'd be like, uh, this guy's job stability yeah. is questionable. Well, good thing but also it's like the industry like that happens it does yeah um unfortunately and when you're that young you need to get experience sure so so uh but it was the first time in my life where this wine is so good so good (laughs) you'll just keep drinking it that's what i want in a wine palatable drinkable it's really good leaves your mouth watering it's delicious um it was the first time in my life where i was I wouldn't say insubordinate, but outwardly vocally disagreed with my boss. Mm, um, it's a really tough place to be. He was just, I always say like, was it because I got to a point where I was like, look, 
I don't like having my ideas run up a ladder mm-hmm. and then said, no, if I think it's something that's good for the restaurant, like right. I want to be able to do it and execute right. it. Um, and also just like his style was very off-putting to me. Yeah. Do you, um, do you think it had anything to do with the fact that you had previously had full control over something and then um, like let it so go? So I did, I mean, it was still like Joanna's place and all that. Yeah. And I did have, and I had the same type of thing. It was just, it was just different. And mm-hmm. at the same time, so Joanna and I remained close. Yeah. And at the same time, she was having some issues with someone who would like came in and replaced me. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of were at, liberties after a trade tasting after Mm -hmm. a wine trade tasting one day and we're just kind of talking and like exchanging our uh, grievances yeah Yeah, Yeah, venting for sure and i was like well what if what if we figured out a way where we can work together again Mm -hmm. because we know it works we enjoy working with each other we know we're good together yeah and I was like, I just, I love restaurants. Yeah. Like I always will. My heart is in restaurants. I love food mm-hmm. as much as I love wine and I love the interplaying of it and mm-hmm. I love the energy in a restaurant. So I was like, what if we tried to like put our efforts into opening a restaurant? Yeah. And she was like, all right, let's, so we kind of came together and right shortly after that, so this was shortly after that, I was back on at 1215 yeah. and we set out and started looking at spaces and uh ended up finding the space where pleasantry is at pleasant and 15th um and it was like a year-long process of like a build out and design conceptual and it was also one of those things like there's condos above us so uh the main goal was to get those finished and then get to the restaurant Mm. so we had some time Mm. um so at that time i was at a place where i was still working shifts at 12 15 but I was also free to kind of like do my thing during the day. So it was yeah. at that time, six months prior to that, uh, a friend of mine who I worked with at the Phoenix, she was like, hey, I know you're into spinning. This new studio just opened up in Oakley. Uh, some girls I knew like through some people in college, mm-hmm. you should come check it out. And I was like, all right, whatever. Like, yeah. I'll come check it out yeah. with you. So and this was defined mm-hmm. and it was right after it opened. And so... I went in there and it was immediately one of those things like, okay, this is different mm-hmm. to me, like yeah. what I was used to. Yeah, it is. I think different. Than and my first class I get in there and classes. I'm like, what is this? Because it's rhythm based and no other class I had taken was rhythm based. Did you have the ball I on am, the I, thing yeah, too? Yeah. I'm like, what is that? I am not rhythmic. Like <laughs> I, I don't have that. You know, I like music. I always have, but I don't count and I can't. Well, I'm going to disagree stuff. and say that you can because I've taken your yeah, class and it was, you did. <laughs> so it, it became learned. But mm-hmm. so I became a client there and just loved it. You know, mm-hmm. like I loved the energy. I loved the two girls who owned it at the time. Tally yeah. and Mikhail were like, I always equate it to. So I've tried other cycling mm-hmm. studios. Yeah, yeah and, we don't have to name names. Um, yeah. I always equate it to walking into fine feels like a very small independent place and walking into other mm-hmm. places to me feels like a chain and yeah. feels like, and so I, I just well, like about that. where you feel at home. I gravitate towards that. Yeah. Right. And totally. Talia Mikel are just like amazing. Yeah. And the studio and the like culture they developed yeah. there was great. They knew people's names yes. and stuff like that. It's, it's not hard. There's not a ton of guys who go there. So right. You stood out. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, like three, four months after being a client there, they asked me if I wanted to audition to be an instructor. And I was like, 
it's like really out of my comfort zone. I was like, look, like I really enjoy taking your classes. Yeah. I enjoy doing all this, but I don't really know if that's for me. And yeah. they're like, yeah, sure. Come on, just try it. So, well, you had it in the back of your mind a little bit. Right. Yeah. I did. And so it was like, like one of those things. And you know, you, yeah. it's, it's a good feeling to be asked by someone sure. to be in it. Like, totally. Hey, like, you're good on the ego. bike. Yeah, you're yeah, a good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that helps. So, um, so yeah, so I auditioned and it was bad. <laughs> it was bad and what was the worst still, part what was like, the worst part tally mccall still get nervous about this because they were like they kind of pushed me towards it which yeah. now i'm so so thankful that they yes. did yeah but so define is based out of houston the, uh-huh. it started in houston so yeah. they had to send this audition tape back actually my first one afterwards tally was like all right we're gonna coach you a little Ooh, bit and then do, do another one <laughs> So he did, and I was like, and I was already like thinking to myself, like, man, this is not. Oh my God. Um, and so I sent it in and sent it down, and they were like, the in Houston, they were like, mm, I don't think this is, I this don't is think so. And so Tally and Mikhail told me, and I had How told. Did, what did you feel? How I told my feel? friend who was a client there, I was like, look, if they tell me no, yeah. I'm never coming back yeah, here Yeah, right. I can never, I can I never like, do I this again. I have too much pride. Like, <laughs> I, I, I can't, sorry. Like, we will no longer speak, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and so they told me and they were mortified and I know it and I was like, they're like, but we're going to talk and we're going to like fight for you and we're going to try like, and get you to no, do it. And I was goodbye. like, yeah. I don't need their pity. I don't want them to give <laughs> right. me like a pity invite. Right. No, thank you. I was like, I'll, I'm gone. Yeah. Um, but eventually somehow they did and talked him into it and- so I went through this whole process. Mm-hmm. And so while we were conceptualizing the restaurant and doing all that, because at the time, the training process was pretty intensive. We had to yeah. do like hour-long go-to meetings three days a week um, during the day yeah. and then classing and stuff. So ended up, you go to Houston, you did like this five-day at the time, they called it Immersion Week, mm-hmm. just like five classes yes. a day type thing. Oh, my God. And then a, and then a final class. Take it. Anyway, mm-hmm. so that's how I became... I'm interested in that. So while this is going on, like you're opening the restaurant and you're auditioning to be this instructor and like you're failing at one thing. Mm -hmm. Did it have like an impact on like your self-talk with the restaurant or was it a thing of like, well, I don't care about this other thing because this thing's going really well. So like I can like keep my my self-esteem up. So so at the time, the restaurant like conceptualizing the concept phase Mm -hmm. was very... It's not tangible, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, like, right. I'm putting something together and I'm putting a lot of things on paper yeah. and on a computer yeah. and working on design and meeting with architects right. and designers and all that. But it kept me busy and, and like at the, that's my baby. Right. You know, that's the right. thing I've always wanted to yeah. do. Yeah. So if your worth is going to be anywhere, it's there, yeah. not the right. rev. Yeah. So yeah, it was able to, a little bit of that. Yeah. I was like, oh man, that's a big bummer that that happened but, but at, at least, least i still I have this other thing going on yeah so that's cool yeah um yeah. so but i ended up they you know went through the training got accepted or whatever yeah. and so how long have you been doing it so i did it for two and a half two and a half years mm-hmm. and then i took a break right before la- like last august i stopped okay and because that was right when money chicken was oh, opening yeah, which yeah, is yeah. our other restaurant right in downtown cincinnati uh, we were just opening that, and uh, 
I had a baby in November. It's like so a little bit of things those going two on. things <laughs> happening, I was like, look, I just, I don't want to half-ass it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to step away for a second. Yeah. Like, let's just put it on pause. Let me right. figure these two life-changing things out yes. a little bit, right. and then we'll revisit it. And so I came back to it mm, about three months ago. Yeah. And you coach Tuesday, Thursdays. Tuesday, Thursday, 7 a.m. This class is really good. He plays really, really good music. <laughs> for him to say he doesn't have rhythm, well, that sounds ridiculous. But it's learned. Kind of like blind tasting. Yeah. No, it's it's a good lesson that you think that you're maybe things that don't naturally come to you. It doesn't mean you can't do them at all. For sure. Um, It's very easy for me to see like the majority of the teachers there or have been or like they have a dance background. So that's easy for them. Sure. But you can still do it. Right. You can teach yourself to be on rhythm and have rhythm. Yeah. All the clients. Right. Eventually do it. Exactly. The first time you go into any fitness class, it's like. Right. I think I, you know, I've talked about this before. You don't pick up most people. Maybe mm-hmm. there's that rare uh, percentage of people, but you just walk into something and you're good at it. Mm-hmm. It takes practice. Right. Shouldn't discourage you from doing something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how would you describe the restaurant? Like what kind of restaurant uh, is it? You're yeah, so we, we set out to open a wine-centric restaurant. Um, and it wasn't until we went to, uh, Joanna and I went to a wine conference wine fair Mm -hmm. in san francisco um like eight months before we opened Mm -hmm. maybe probably about a year before we opened actually and had an eye-opening experience at this wine bar in oakland called Mm -hmm. ordinaire Mm -hmm. that was the first place we i any of us had ever been in that was strictly natural wine Mm -hmm. and it was this place that was super welcoming and super humble Mm -hmm. about wine and that is all I've ever wanted. Like, yeah. Wine is something that should be consumed all the time. Not all the time, but yeah. like every day. <laughs> right. It's not. Right. And I would just want to take away any pretense, yeah. any pretentiousness with wine. Yeah. Like it's. Do you I want it agree to be though that it's difficult when anyone starts to talk about wine to not sound pretentious? For sure. <laughs> For sure. Because I mean, you're either going to use French or Italian words and, and you're, you're talking t- about and you're swirling a glass and you're <laughs> s- smelling it. Yes. And it's, you're using words like I don't even yeah, like you're the using words like terroir <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. It's very wine is very I get that wine is very intimidating to yeah, a I person mean, who doesn't know about it. Drink, exactly. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people like to drink it but like don't know nuance or what it is about yeah. it or can't talk much about it. A lot of people, I don't want to sound you can, snotty. Yeah, well, like you're going dick, to if you're talking about wine, so but just say it anyway. A lot of people think they know what they like in a wine, but they can't articulate. Oh, yeah, no one so they'll it. say, all right, so this is what I get all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think we're doing a little bit to change that, which okay. is nice. Good. But I get, okay, uh, so I would like a red wine. I, I drink Pinots or Cabs. And I look at them and I'm like, okay, well, those are two completely opposite mm, ends of the spectrum. Yeah, no, you have I, one light-bodied wine, one really delicate one, and one super brawny big one. So which is it? No, no one I was knows. Like, no one knows. They can't even I, – I can't even try to pronounce a wine. I have to point to <laughs> right. it with my finger. Which is fine. <laughs> but, like, all I want – it does me and anyone in the wine world a lot better if you can tell me, like, I like fruity. I like – High acid, I like. I wouldn't. What body. does high acid mean, though? Like this, like it, like this? acid leaves your mouth watering. Okay. Okay. You're like doing this. Yes, exactly. It makes you salivate, um, which is the mark of like a well-made wine. It was the farmed correctly. It was 
picked mm. at the proper ripeness. Mm, okay. Um, and it's just, it's more refreshing. It's more palatable. It makes you want to drink more. Yeah. Um, so like if a wine doesn't have acid, like I, that's the I barometer that for, for me. Like yeah. that's where we start. Interesting. Um, what does it mean when it has tannins? Is that the So tannin is like the stuff that dries dry. out your mouth, okay, yeah, that's which I'm not the biggest fan of. Yeah, no, me neither. And at some point, big fruit, high alcohol, high tannin became synonymous with like high quality, good wine. Oh, so it's like you're drinking fucking church wine. It, it's yeah. like you're, to me, that's not enjoyable. Like it needs food. So if you're drinking that without food, classically, it's like a steakhouse wine. Oh, okay. So if you're going into a steakhouse and you're drinking, you're right. eating steak, you're eating red yep. meat and you're drinking this big wine, that makes sense okay. together. Yep, I got it. But In like, I, do, I don't want to go to a wedding and drink it. I don't want to go sit here yeah. and drink it you know it's just not something uh, it has a place for sure yeah. i don't want to say it doesn't yeah. it's not something that i particularly enjoy right i no. will drink it every once in a while you got it everyone has their own thing but when i think about like what kind of wine i want or like what i'm in the mood for at a particular time i always associate it with a feeling or like an atmosphere so like i would think like when I think about if it's like warm outside and I'm like going out to start the night, like I always say that I want like a light, crisp rosé. Sure. And really, I want something that if I close my mind, like I'm on the Amalfi It'll Coast. Take you somewhere. Yeah. Absolutely. And like it's it's easy, it's cold, it's refreshing. I feel very bitchy and bougie. It makes yeah. me feel good about myself yeah. when I'm drinking it. <laughs> For sure. So it, to me, it's like so much of like, how do I want to feel? Okay, then that's what kind of like wine I want to. Yeah push that feeling yeah and no and that's awesome and i also i drink seasonally i think um i drink i'm a believer in drinking rosé year-round yeah like i think it's something that you should and can and it can also you don't have to drink the freshest most current yeah. rosé um but i just personally i drink more white wine than red yeah just because it's there are some super complex white wines, yeah. but it can be just lighter and I don't have to like think about why, it. why do people, or like, why is like a rosé a summer thing? Mm, so roses are released in the spring. So there are, oh, so 2018, seasonal thing. let's say, mm -hmm. and so it's rosé. So it's a lightly pressed, lightly macerated mm -hmm. red wine. Okay. So you pr leave it on its skins for a little bit, uh, like drain it off, rack it off. Mm hmm and then, so that's released like six months later. So it's always released. All the fresh new rosés come in then. But it's also like it is a springy type thing, yeah. you know, like it's. No, it's, I mean, as soon as it like the temperature reaches above 72 right. and I like see a hint of sunshine, yeah. I, like my tongue starts salivating for rosé. Right. It's and, like something and, in my blood. You know, like for us in like the wine world, getting those like, hey, we've got these new rosés in. It's like, oh, great. It's a sign of like, okay. It's we coming around the corner. Yeah, we're winter. out of these like doldrums and like the seasonal <laughs> oh, depression can end yes, and yes, stuff like thank that. God, thank so. God. so what is natural wine and uh, like yeah. the easiest way to describe it to people? Yeah. Um, so there's no set definition for natural wine. There's okay. not like you open a book. And there's no like, like standard like an exactly. USDA organic. Exactly. Yeah. There is a generally accepted term okay. of, you know, organically or by not biodynamically farmed grapes basically clean farming mm -hmm. and then once it gets to the winery uh it's hands-off winemaking so there's no manipulations there's no additives in it it's as close to fermented grape juice as you can be okay um, so we're not seeing big batches eh? 
Right. So yeah. generally it's made in, it's, they're small time people. They're yeah. small, they're farmers. They think mm-hmm. of them, you know, I like to think of them as farmers. They're like, you make the wine in the field during the like farming process. And then once you get okay. it there, you just try not to mess it up. The wine is already made when it yeah. comes in with the grapes. Um, so like, it's more than organic, like organic wine does not mean natural, but like yes, natural okay. wine is organic. Okay. Yes. You see? Got it. Got um, it. because a wine can be set labeled like made with organic grapes and then they can go into the winery and manipulate the shit sure, out of it. Right, throw right, additives. Yeah. I mean, go home, Google anyone who wants to listen to it, mm-hmm. Google allowed additives in wine. And there's hundreds of them mm-hmm. that are allowed depending on where you are in America, in France, in Italy, and it, it's anywhere from cultivated yeasts or like, so native yeasts are a big thing in natural wine, um, sulfur, uh, food coloring, mm. wood chips, uh, like filtration, you know, uh, we talked about this a little bit in the class, mm-hmm. but most wines you see on the shelf are filtered and the easiest or, or find um, which is just removing the spent yeast cells that were the part of the fermentation. And the easiest way to do that is with egg whites. So they put egg whites. Uh, there's multiple animal byproducts that can be used for it, but egg whites is the easiest. So you put egg whites in this big vat of wine, and then they sink to the ground. And as they do that, they the spent yeast cells cling to it. So it's Oh, so that's why wine can say vegan. And it means that's e- not happening. Right. Because then you're like, how is that? Like, wh- yeah, is it most all wine, wine is vegan? not vegan. All natural wine, I would say, is. Um, but also, like, things like that. So, like, if a wine is like says vegan on uh-huh. it or whatever, like, I'm probably not going to drink that. Why? Why not? Because it's not. Because, like, not, why does it have to call it out? Exactly. Yeah. That's not the intention of the wine. Right. So. Right. right. Natural wine is wine made before technology came along. It's like an old school way of making wine. Okay. Good. It's. You don't need any manipulations. You don't need anything to do it. It'll. If you have clean farming and you have a clean winery, it will yeah. become wine. Yeah. So you, the intention yeah, of this so is not pure. to make. Yeah. So you're like people are saying, oh, so natural. So it's like more healthy for you. And I was like, well. Wine is wine is wine. Wine right? is wine. Wine is alcohol. Yeah. You know, like. We're it's, poisoning our bodies. It's yeah. eh, in moderation. <laughs> you know. We're going to talk um, about that. Yeah. But it's. Yeah. It's just meant. Do you only yeah. drink natural wine? Yes. Okay. So I was just wondering if that was a really quick answer. <laughs> that was a really quick answer. But, but see, that in sense. itself yeah. can sound like pretentious. Oh, I only drink natural wine. But I also... You have access to it. You I have know access. what's going on. Like, right. you have the knowledge base. Right. Like, and why not? I, I shouldn't say no. Like, if I'm in a setting where... Like, if you're at a... Wet- if I know a wine is made well, but might have more sulfur than I want it to or whatever, I will drink it. So what if you're at a wedding? I don't drink wine. Okay, you would drink... What would you drink? What do I drink at a wedding? Yeah. What if, you're, if you're not drinking wine, alcohol-wise, what are you drinking? Uh, I mean, I drink beer, for oh. sure, but I drink, like, like Modelo. That's, like, oh, my, my go-to. God, of course, it's everyone. I want a wine, a beer that tastes like... Yeah, a Mexican beer. It's delicious. Yeah. But I, I drink... I like sours. I like wild yeast. I like things like that. Okay. Um, I just try not to drink a ton of it. Yeah. Um, but, like, if I'm on the golf course, I'll drink Coors Lights. Okay. You know? Okay. Uh, but right. at a You're wedding... You're not, like, a total yeah. animal. Right. No. Yeah. At a wedding, I crush <laughs> gin and tonics. Like, give me gin, Ew, and, uh, give me gin and tonics until... Because, one, you're at a wedding, why. and unless it's you know somebody i know who is like picking the wine like yeah, a, no. a friend it, or a colleague oh, the, wine's I'm gonna drink, the wines are terrible and yeah. the booze is usually i mean you've gone to weddings where there's like nice quality liquor but usually it's not and i'm like just give me gin throw was, some tonic in there and i can like stomach it and i was at a wedding think, over pride weekend mm-hmm. 
And I swear I had to have had 20 vodka sodas. Yeah. And I was moderately drunk at best. Yeah. Right. I mean, we had we were going to the bar and I'm like, will you just fucking pass <laughs> yeah, just me a shot of tequila <laughs> underneath the bar? Because like, th- well, I don't know what yeah. this is that you're giving me, but right. it's definitely a not a vodka soda. Yeah. See, it's I like always am like like the same way. Like it's, I'm like I'll drink 15 gin and tonics. I'm like, what happens every once in a while? It's like, oh, then they catch up to me. Yeah. But, but I do feel that way. I don't know if it's just like. I think it's something. They dilute it. I, I don't know. It. Shady. I know. I know. Okay. Well, speaking of drinking mm-hmm. so danny and i had coffee a couple months back now and our coffee was like an hour and 45 minutes we had a lot to talk about he also loves challenges which we will talk yeah. about a little bit but <laughs> one of my favorite topics of conversation is that he's also a joe rogan fan and yeah. we got to talking about sober october yes and so i typically do a dry january i have not participated in a sober october yeah. so my dry january has been like just no booze, or it has been like, no, nothing. And I listened to Joe Rogan's recent Sober October mm-hmm. conversation. You've listened to it too. Yeah. And it really got me thinking, and I think that we need to do a Cincinnati Sober October. For a sure. What the Fit Sober October. Yeah, I'm down. So we need to define the terms of Sober October right here. Right. So I was really into what... Um, Ari was saying about the no social media, yeah. except I don't think that I can with the podcast and like the fact that, you know, I've just, I just don't, I was like, well, I could like type it out and like have someone so, else post right. it. And I'm like, it's just like not a place where I am right now, but I think it's a really amazing idea. So they were saying like no social media for the month of October. Right. So I guess we should also back up. So Joe Rogan every October does a sober October, him and a couple friends and they define different parameters. So one year it was like they had to do how many hot yoga sessions? I think it was every day. Wasn't it? Every maybe. Day? No, maybe it was five a week. I don't something know. Like something. That. They was yeah. like, they had to do like 90 minutes of hot yoga yeah. for a certain amount of time and they could count it. And it's always like no booze, no drugs, not, um, but I, they didn't like take out coffee. I no, don't, I they don't have think. not. They just brought that up this year. S- yeah. So then the other, so the most recent year, they had these certain like heart rate. It was monitors. the uh, my zone. My zone. Johnny Pasquale talked about that. Okay. About, like, yes. Wearing it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the so my zone moves. You can yeah. kind of like track your, you know, minutes spent in a certain like heart rate zone, whatever. Um, and so they could all like see where each yeah, other were. Yeah, and you can see other people what they're doing in your yes. group. Yes, so it's like super competitive. And like Joe, like literally went to like kidney failure because he was like wouldn't yeah. stop working out. He said he set off a fire alarm in a room he was working out in because he was sweating so much. Yeah, he's insane. <laughs> so this year they came together and like, what? What's it going to be this year? So they were joking. They had some like hip hop. I thought that hip hop dancing was fucking stupid. Yeah. I was like, I was don't like, why do you want to do, do that? that? Yeah. So. I don't know. Did they come to a conclusion? I don't think they did. They didn't really come to a conclusion. But that's just basically where we're coming from. We're going to set our own regardless of what they do. So what I'm thinking, one of the elements that I want to do, nothing but water. Yeah. So no coffee. Right. No sparkling water. No alcohol. No sparkling water would be tough. No sparkling water. Yeah. Regular. All you can consume for a liquid is water. Right. Does not include if you're making a protein shake. And you want to put okay. almond milk yeah. in your protein shake. That's like a meal. That's fine. Okay. But when it comes to like consuming beverages, yeah, nothing but water. What do you think? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, so I'm a person who a 
like coffee is a part of our restaurant yes. and my thing coffee is a part of my fucking bloodstream so i love coffee and i love me too but i love the taste of it like sometimes i don't have my first coffee until like 12 or one o'clock so it's not something that i need i am a hundred percent into more of this psychologically addicted See, I'm to coffee. Not, yeah i think it is a lot of psychological so i really enjoy the ritual of making coffee at I home d- every I do morning too. like i do too I, manually brew it by hand like mm-hmm. i really enjoy that but i don't need it to function i can mm-hmm. go a day without it yeah nope I could um <laughs> but i just like i like the art of coffee i like the ritual behind yeah. it yeah. Love the routine which yeah. i like routine so yeah. Yeah, me too. um but yeah like i've ever since they did that I've like told myself, I was like, all right. And I told my wife and I was like, Hey, I'm going to do sober October this yeah. year. So yeah. just so you know, and I was like, and I'm going to try and like push myself. Like I want to add other elements. To yeah, it. I want to see how good of shape right. I could possibly get in when I'm eliminating this thing. That right. I know. I agree. I don't abuse it often, but I agree, but it's also, I like the challenge because not only do I drink, but it's also like, my career my life yep but i can also i can taste wine and spit like that's what you have to do when you go to tastings that's what i can do that that's fine so i wanted to do the no nothing but water because i know it will be the hardest thing that i've ever done yeah (laughs) yeah for sure i have always been like i won't give up coffee you know like i'll like i'll put myself through other things i'll be really disciplined about certain things like i'm not gonna have to give up coffee have you thought about will what? it affect work? Will it affect a hundred percent? It will affect your marriage. Will it affect 100%. all that? I already are said, you are you okay? I've already right. I've already, I'm like I will not be able to interact with humans. I think for the first I think it's going to take like a week for sure. There's so I a think, withdrawal period. I think the first week is going to be absolute hell. And I've and like I'm just like don't you? I'm not gonna. You're not allowed to speak to me. Yeah, work will suck. Whatever. But at the end of the day it's seven days and like really maybe you know maybe i can like start it over a weekend or some i don't know but yeah. i'm thinking When's about the first work here of like, what day of the week is it oh yeah we gotta start on the first october <laughs> but i i think it's gonna be really hard you could give yourself like a test like maybe in september go two just days like a, okay or a day okay you know try it just that's to a good see. thing I'll, yeah, I'll because like that. withdrawal is a real thing oh, and caffeine caffeine withdrawal is a real thing i get that um like we talked about, I did a couple times last year, just like eating things yeah, to see if t- I could. What did you do? What did you do? So in August of 2018, I did the carnivore diet. So one month only for meat. one month. Yeah. I only ate meat, like high fat meat, eggs, and I drank a little bit of heavy cream um, in my coffee in Cortados. Um, so yeah, for a whole month. And it was, I mean, How'd I loved feel? it. You did? I felt great. I felt did great. My bored? stomach, uh, no, so no I'm also fatigue. Mm, I'm also in a restaurant a lot, so I have access to all that stuff, mm-hmm. like high high right. quality beef, right, and things like that. And if I'm there at night when like dinners, like I have people who can yeah. cook it for me, which is nice. Saute you a nice delicious burger with yeah. bun, right? Yeah. Um, and then so I took the month of September off. I go out to California and work grape harvest every year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just don't want to do something right away. I want to like. But no lie, like that first week afterwards, I was like, man, what if 
like I was nervous about reintroducing yeah. things. So I'm like, what's this going to do? It was fine. Yeah. It ended up fine. And then in October of last year, I went vegan. Because I was like, I want to see the opposite side August, of it. carnivore. September, you took a break. You right. ate, ate it all. Did you like go ham? Or no, did I didn't. And I always go. So like in normal life, I like, I try not to eat carbs. Okay. I don't eat. Yeah. So, yeah. and I went like normal. But okay. I'm also like, if I'm out. And like I'm at a dinner and right. I want to experience a meal, I'll eat whatever the hell I want. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then October I went vegan because I was like, I want to see the other side of it. That's crazy. And How that, that? kind of sucked. You, that vegan sucked more than carnivore for you. Yeah. And I honestly thought carnivore would be harder. And I would think. Vegan was just harder because I got frustrated with it because I was, I don't know. Like it's uh, being vegan is not a diet. You know, it's like a lifestyle. Right. It's not a diet. So like you could go vegan and eat Oreos all the time. Right. Carnivore is easier because it's so restrictive. It's so restrictive. And it does like I wanted to see what it did to my body. Yeah. There are all these people who like are seeing these amazing benefits from it. Like people have really bad autoimmune Mm -hmm. issues are seeing huge, humongous. Like, And I don't think you can go carnivore for the rest of your life. I just don't think that's sustainable yeah. health-wise. I um, don't know, but I would agree. But I also, so at the end of October, like I kept with it, and yeah. it, but it, it, it was just frustrating for me. Um, just did because you, how did you feel? Did you feel versus carnivore versus vegan? What was like the feeling? Uh, of your body, so carnivore, mental? I felt great. Were I had you tons working of energy. out? Yeah. Okay, both yeah. times? Yeah, both? yeah. Okay. Um, and like... I didn't have any, my stomach, my gut health was amazing during carnivore diet. Like I'm a person who, for whatever reason, and I haven't really like tried to pinpoint it. Yeah. Like I tend to bloat in the morning. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Like it's my like drive. least bloated time. Right. My drive into the, I don't know if it's coffee. I don't know if it's eggs. Cause that's generally what oh. I have in the morning or. Yeah. So okay. Okay. it's like my drive into the restaurant in the morning mm-hmm. is uncomfortable. You know, like the seatbelt bothers me. Okay. So, wow. Right. Um, and so, but like on the carnivore, I had none Nothing. of that. But you were eating eggs. Right. So it kind so of it yeah, well, That's a good point. But were you drinking nice coffee? Nice sleuthing. Yeah. So maybe it's something Maybe it's something in it. I don't know. I usually put mushrooms in it. That'd be weird. No, it could be some. It could be that. Really? I just learned too about uh, fiber and that people think that it's like the roughage of the fiber that's irritating your digestive tract. But really, when fiber is in your digestive tract, it's signaling to your intestines to release something to break things down. And that release of whatever it is to break it down is the irritant, not the roughage itself. Uh, I know. My mind is blown. Yeah. So, um, Sarah Jenkins, her husband right now is on the carnivore diet. So she was the first person I knew, like, locally and yes. knew from she posted on social media yeah, that like hey cool. i yeah. did this and i feel great and yeah. my skin looks better than it ever has and yeah. all that so i was like oh that's kind of crazy like i had heard of people who were doing it but i right. never like knew someone who had done it so i was yeah. like oh that's pretty wild so that's what kind of and i think it's something that like Say you're going somewhere and you want to look great. Right. I think if you did, I think, so I, for the past six to eight months, like I've been eating keto, like mm-hmm. more or less. Okay. Yeah. Um, And it's been, I really enjoy it. Yeah. And like people, I think, first of all, I think every 
body is different. Yes. Like you can't have, I can't say everybody should do this and this will work for you because that's just not the case. Yeah. Um, but I think like if you want to lean out Mm -hmm. as quickly as you can, I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. Cause your body will, the idea behind it is you're giving your body all this fat and if you don't have, it doesn't have any sugar, mm-hmm. eventually your body's just going to burn that yeah. fat as the energy. When you first started, did you have a period of time where you felt shitty? For sure. Yeah. Um, yes. So uh, I also like to like experiment with intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And when I go like, I try to do like a 40 hour fast once a month. I really want to do a 48 hour purely yeah. really just because like I want to like see what can I do it. Yeah. That's the like whole thing with toughness. It, the mental thing. Anybody yeah. can do it. It's I know anyone. Of course, anyone yeah. can do it. You're not going to die. A massive, massive believer in the mind. Like, yeah, you can do. I know pretty much anything, and I think your mind plays tricks on you. And mm-hmm. I think you can convince yourself that you can't do something, or that you're going to get sick, or something like that. Right. And you oh, do. it just goes back to that. You learn it. Exactly. You can't like it doesn't come um, naturally. It doesn't mean so, you can't do it. Yeah. The reason I like to do th- and 40 hours is really one day. But if you think of like. Eight hours yeah. before, yeah. Sleep, yeah. You know, a twenty-four hour day, eight hours of sleep. You right. wake up, right? That's forty hours. So it's really yeah. just one day, yeah. Um, but I, at the like five o'clock mark of that day, you mm-hmm. you kind of feel like light-headed, light headed, light body, almost like in a state of like a flow state. Yeah, thing. a little yeah. bit. I'm and do it. yeah, and that's how I felt. You know, people talk about like the keto flu mm-hmm. that you get, yes. and so you definitely feel that. Yeah. On the first few days of the yeah. carnivore. But to me, it was more just like a, uh, not a fatigue, but just like a lethargy yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in yeah, a yeah. sense. But yeah. then after that, it you ramp great. back up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you had to pick one. You picked carnivore over vegan. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One I also like. And I, Meat. in that 30 days, so leading up to that, I was eating like... Uh, just a bunch of like vegetables, healthy carbs, lean proteins. Yeah. So it was like, like I a ate total so shock much chicken to your and system. I ate more beef and red meat in that month than I probably have in like seven years yeah. combined. Oh my God, just because yes. I just never ate a lot of it. Like it was right. like a special occasion. I right. would eat a steak or go right. out or like somebody right. was grilling out. Yeah. Um, or I'd eat a burger, you know, eight times a year or something oh, like that. I like I love burgers, burgers. you know, but now burger it's like, up. yeah, now like <laughs> give me beef and again i have access to really yeah quality that's true beef so that's true um yeah, but yeah. all right we got to define the sober october yeah so Do you i define it now yeah i think we okay. have to define it now i think i i really want to do for my own personal ch- test people can join if they want like nothing but water if you want to have coffee you're allowed i'm down with not having coffee okay Okay, so this is the first part of the challenge. Nothing but water Yes. to drink. Again, you can have a protein shake if you want to put almond milk, whatever. That's fine. But anything you're consuming, and that means no fucking pre-workouts. <laughs> right. Nothing. And yeah. I'm, no LaCroix. That's the tough one. Yeah, it's going to be tough. tough. This is the part. It's supposed to be really, really hard. Uh-huh. It is. For one yeah. month, it's going to be really hard. But we're going to do it together. Okay. Nothing but water. What is the... What's like a physical, the physical or, part of it? Because it's too, the my zone thing is we can't, we're not all be able to get those. That's going to be too hard. I didn't love the idea about how many miles you can do because I don't right. like to fucking run right. and I don't think that's going to like, aid, right. like make me, jo- it's just like not going to So be. it's a not the best time of the year for it, but I know you have brought up 
running the steps. Do yes. you want to? But we the weather might not be, and it's also the football season. So oh that, yeah, that's true. But they'll be in there a lot. Um. I want to do something that's accessible to everyone. So I don't want to make it like group fitness, like classes that you take. I was going to say like, I mean, and we can, anybody who wants to do it can like be on themselves to track it, but like right, 30 minutes of something a day, 30 minutes of 30 minutes of like movement a day. Yeah. I, I mean, like if, that. I like that. Uh, that could Apple be a walk. Watch tracks that, but right. still. Right, right. Yeah, it can I be mean, a walk. I mean, all of this is going to have to be in the honor system. You're not going to know right. if I wake up and have a monster. Right. Just <laughs> 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 how I would reach for. Um, okay. Nothing but water. 30 minutes of movement every day. And again, that can be yoga. That can be a walk. Right. But like, you got to do something yeah. every day. Sarah Jenkins had a really good idea at the what the fit party yeah because i was talking to her that that i wanted just i want to do i'd really been um shying away not doing really anything challenge related to food because i needed to get like my relationship with food in a good place because i can get like go in a really like dark path of like restriction and beating myself up about it so i was talking to her about this and she's like what if you had to add 800 grams of fruits or vegetables to your diet every day or you do not add but like you have to have at least 800 grams of fruits and vegetables to your diet every day it can't be all pineapple can't be like all bananas yeah 800 but, grams by weight yeah like you take a food scale yeah and you'd have to track it that's one thing like i yeah i don't i try not to eat fruit so that's well you just have to do so vegetables. Can be vegetables yeah that's fine i don't know what do you think we don't have to do it this that's way. Fine. could be another one i mean i eat a ton of vegetables it's just usually like the same thing yeah well cabbage it can, salads it can be th- it can be whatever it is but just like a vegetable or fruit but you but she said like yeah we can't just like do 800 so grams 800 grams i mean what is that that's i think it's like a pound we i talked to, i like figured this I out i think it's more it's more than a pound yeah it's like a pound and a half or something yeah we weigh things by grams all the time in the, at the restaurant i should know this yeah my chef will be disappointed in me that i don't know this i think that's i think we should do it then I know that's grams of other measurements of things. <laughs> <laughs> Not during sober October, you don't. Um, okay, and then obviously there's also no drugs, no alcohol. Yeah, right. Um, are we going to include CBD? Uh, I don't care. Like in what form, though? It. I, I think like in any form. I think it. I think it has to be like a yes or a no. I think that we should say yes to CBD. Because that helps people with sleep and anxiety, and it's non-psychoactive, and I think that's fine. Well, that was the, yeah, I was thinking as they were talking about it, and I, like, you can take out, like, you can't take out everything. You can't take out, you know, like, prescription stuff. No, right, of course. If you're prescribed a drug, then you should absolutely take it. But if you are not prescribed at all, then you should not be taking it. I don't care how busy your workday is. You don't have to worry about taking it to party because you're not going to be drinking, <laughs> and you're not allowed to jewel. So, don't think how much think money you're going to save. I know this includes Halloween. You realize that I'm not a big Halloween person. Yeah, but I know it does. This includes Halloween. It includes, this includes Halloween. Halloween. A lot of college football Saturdays. Yeah, NFL it does. Sundays. It does. So, you guys, if you're going to commit to this, you're going to have you're going to have to really be in it. I'm a hundred percent going to do it. Nothing to drink but water. 30 minutes of movement a day, 800 grams of fruits and vegetables in your diet. Man, this is a 
We're going to feel one. fucking amazing come November, and then we're just going to blow our load through the whole <laughs> entire holiday. It's like my wife always <laughs> like bitches drink. at me. She's like, you drink too much. I'm like, I really don't. Like, I don't. And I was like, just wait. Just wait until I don't drink for a month, and you're going to hate me. Because yeah. literally, I could change nothing about what I do and not drink, and I'll drop 10 pounds like that. Oh, that's literally. Super. I can't wait to see. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I don't know. I mean, I think for the first week, for sure, I'm going to be a complete monster. See, I'm I don't not- think so. I think going into it like that is a bad way to look at it. Oh, okay, you're probably right. Okay, I'm going to I'm I, I think like the worst thing that could happen is that I have a couple some headaches for a couple days. And sure. Like, I think that'll probably happen. Yeah. Okay. And that's okay. I'll just drink water. I think I think it w- is just really going to be interesting for me to have like a totally substance-free month of like you are just alone with your own fucking yeah. self and that's all you it's got just you and your thoughts and I'm gonna there's no crutch <laughs> <laughs> send help send help okay danny what well, we arrived live arrived the last question okay what does being fit mean to you after all this yeah you know like that's a it's an interesting question and i think there's several different ways you can define being fit i think like physically fit for sure um Mm -hmm. and what that means to each person is different i think um i know you talked about it recently on your one year like you are at the best physically that you have ever been Mm -hmm. and i think i am at the same time which is really cool to say like i'm 35 years old and i am physically i feel the best that i ever have i can do more than i ever have and i'm happy with like my training and workouts Mm -hmm. and things like that um so i think that just like feel a little bit better Mm -hmm. each day and be happy with where you are Mm -hmm. each day um i think being fit too is for me and i know like some people might disagree like do that workout when you don't feel like it i agree you know like yes like your mind might be saying i don't want to do this but think of how good you feel afterwards yep and you know, I'm a big believer. I've become over the past couple of years, like a big fan of the Stoics mm. and like mm-hmm. the ancient Greeks and the Stoics in that sense. And their thing is like, you know, the big thing, memento mori, remember you will die. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's like a lot of people are like, oh, that's kind of morbid, but no, it's not like, yeah, nothing is promised. Right. It's, it's not powerful, like, actually. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, to me, being fit is like just looking back on a day and some days, believe me, I some days I don't. Yeah, and I'm like, of course, it's not, was, it's not perfect, and that's it's not, not linear. necessarily a waste, but it's also like a driver yeah. for the next day, you know, yeah. every yeah. day is a new, but it's not necessarily always going to be there. So just make the best of this. Um, yeah. And I think so, so, so much with being physically fit and being healthy comes the mental aspect of it. If you yeah. feel good about yourself, if you have the energy, if you're like just being that active self you're going to mentally be clearer minded. You're going to be better in your work. You're going to be better in your relationships. Yeah. You're going to be a better friend, a husband, wife, yep. whatever. Yeah. Boss. Um, just anything with that. I think I, that is one big reason why I try to remain as active as I can. Yeah. Um, also knowing that who knows when my body will break down, you right. know, like what am Take I going to do? Now? Hopefully it's going to be a really long time. Like <laughs> yeah. I said, like I feel better now than I, yeah. than I definitely felt 10, 12 years ago. Yep. Like I'm, I don't have the spryness of my youth, but there's ways I can challenge my body all the time. Yes. And I love that. There will always be ways. So yeah, yeah I think just that meet me, what does it mean to be fit is just 
to try and be a little bit better it'll be a little bit more fit each day yeah uh i love it in our life so. i agree i agree so much where can we follow you all the stuff that you're doing um so pleasantry at pleasantry otr is our instagram mm-hmm. uh, and you are the voice OTR. behind the instagram i am the voice behind the instagram uh-huh. which is why if we were giving up social media it would be um challenging i know because i i mean it's i know i hear you that's why i have to market we're not gonna do it we're not gonna do it uh yeah and then money chicken our fast casual chicken restaurant at money chicken underscore um i am at souder db um i'm trying to be more active on instagram post really cute pictures of your daughter specifically because people want (laughs) to see pictures of my daughter Um, really fucking cute people that aren't yeah she's pretty (laughs) awesome um so yeah uh Oh, yeah. As you say, Danny Souter. A lot of people that have known me forever, and I know you knew me through that. Call me Danny, my wife, my best friends. Oh yeah, what if most but people? But like, call you? I, like Dan, if they meet me there, oh. Daniel. It's really how. Oh my I, god, I'm so glad I got in on like the exclusive right? group. It's how I know how I know people. If yes. like someone comes up to me and they're like, I "Oh, have... Danny," and I'm like, "You have to know someone that I've known for a really long time." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah. I kind of have a similar situation with my name too, with like Chrissy and Christelle, because mm-hmm. Chrissy is kind of like somewhat newer and christelle is like is like old school like what's newer chrissy's newer oh so oh the timing mm, probably like 2013 oh okay yeah yeah it was after a friend of ours just like started calling like a newer friend started calling me and then it just like caught on and then it was became a lot easier to be like chrissy and then people if i said christelle they're like crystal you're like no but (laughs) it's fine (laughs) chrissy it's chrissy it's chrissy (laughs) right yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, um, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Will there be any bottles of this available at Pleasant There are. I think there, I, we might have like six or seven left. Ooh. Well, I'm going to come in and have one myself. Do it. Uh, reminder to listeners, follow us on Insta, What The Fit Podcast. Follow me at Christy Grody. Um, subscribe on iTunes, rate, review. Follow us on Spotify. Become a supporter of What The Fit via our Patreon page. The link is in the bio. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>